Hi guys, Shehem McGann, and I am back to talk about another chapter of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I believe this one was chapter 7, no, chapter 8, the Potion Master? The Potions Master, excuse me. There's my cat trying to break down the door over here. No means no, kitty kitty, get out! Let's see, I've got the dishwasher going on in the background, and the cat just flipping out, deciding, I need to be with you now, why did you lock me out? You're not coming in here, go away! So this chapter pretty much covers bits and pieces of Harry's first week in wizarding school at Hogwarts, and it does a brief intro on a lot of the professors with a bigger focus on Professor Snape, and then it ends with tea time with Harry on Friday afternoon because apparently all of the kids get Friday afternoons off. So to go over some of my noty notes, they say that Hogwarts has 142 staircases. Can you even imagine? Then there's a caretaker named Argus Filch who thought that Ron and Harry were trying to get into the third floor corridor on purpose, which of course in the last chapter, Dumbledore said, don't go to that area unless you want to die a horrible death. It didn't expressly forbid them from going there though. It just said, if you don't want to die, don't go there. So I feel like Filch is maybe amping up the problem a little more than it should be. And Filch has a cat named Mrs. Norris, who is his spy. And Mrs. Norris and Filch know all the secret passageways, so the cat is always spying on people, and as soon as she sees somebody step out of bounds, she's like, poop, got him. And Filch is there like two seconds later. And Harry is realizing that wizarding school is a lot more involved than he ever expected it to be. He has to learn the names of stars and how the planets move, but I don't believe it's said who or what class that was involved with. Uh, then there is Professor Sprout who handles herbology because that's not on the nose. There's Professor Binns who died in class, got up as a ghost, and kept on teaching the history of magic ever since. And apparently Professor Binns is not a great teacher and he's doing such a bad job of teaching that they can't keep straight Imric the Evil from Yurik the Oddball. And I don't know if these are character names that are going to come back, but uh, they stood out enough that I decided they should be written down. Down. Then there's Professor Flitwick, who is in charge of charms. I, I know I've seen this one said a thousand times, and now just looking at it, it doesn't feel right. Professor McGonagall is, it seems to be transfiguration, although they don't say it specifically, but she is turning uh, desks into pigs and having the students turn matches into needles, which only Hermione is decent at so far. Then Professor Quirrell is the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, and apparently his turban that he wears was a gift from an African prince for removing zombies. And I guess a lot of the kids notice that the turban smells weird. They don't necessarily say like what, but they suspect that Quirrell has like garlic stuffed in there so that way um, it keeps him safe from those vampires that he's still horrified of. And then there's Professor Snape, which does potions, and on Friday, which is the first week of Hogwarts Friday. Harry has a double class in potions and Harry is really getting the impression that Snape just absolutely hates him. Like he said, I thought he didn't like me at the start of the term banquet, but now I feel like he absolutely detests me. And for whatever reason, the uh, potions area is filled with glass jars filled with pickled animals. Ugh. And Snape tells the kids that he can teach them how to bottle fame, brew glory, and stop death. 
but he wants him to start out with a potion to cure boils, I think they said. And right away, before they start doing anything, Snape kind of picks up on who Harry is and he's kind of snide about it. Very Snape-like. But Snape starts drilling Harry about, oh, well, tell me what this is. Tell me what that is. Tell me, you know, this other thing that's kind of obscure. And Hermione's like, oh, please, please pick me. I'm oh so good and oh so talented. But he just snaps at Hermione and keeps trying to drill Harry and kind of mocking him that he hasn't memorized 1,000 magical herbs and fungi, which is his class book. But it's not just Harry that doesn't know it. There's loads of kids who are from muggle families or like Ron who doesn't know anything about what's in the textbooks anyways. So other than Hermione, nobody knows these answers, but somehow Harry is in trouble for not having the answers and he loses a point for Gryffindor because of it. And then finally Snape either gets frustrated enough or he gets enough of his superiority fix that he tells Harry that Asphodel and Wormwood mixed together makes a sleeping potion called Draught of Living Death. Then there's Bezor? Bezor? B-E-Z-O-A-R. <laughs> Pronunciations are only going to go downhill from here. But that is a stone found in a goat's stomach that will counter most poisons. Then Monkshood and Wolfsbane are the same thing, which also goes by Aconite? Aconite? Something like that? And as far as the potion class goes, Malfoy is definitely the teacher's pet. And they say that Snape is the head of Gryffindor and McGarnagle... Mc I'm never going to say this right. McGonagall is the head of Gryffindor. So they think that Snape is going to favor all the Slytherin kids and be really hard on the Gryffindor kids because for whatever reason, even though every other class is apparently just one house, this one potion class is mixed. Oh, and then as the kids are trying to work out this simple potion to treat boils, Neville somehow manages to screw up and melt Seamus's cauldron, which puts like this nasty stuff all over the floor and Neville's getting covered in these boils and it's just awful for this poor kid. But because Harry was sitting next to Neville, Snape got mad at him and said, you know what, that's another point down for Gryffindor. I guess the justification was Harry didn't stop Neville on purpose, even though it's his first day there too. And he just demonstrated that he knows absolutely nothing about what's in the text to even know what the heck Neville's doing next to him. It just uh, really going out of your way there to be nasty, nasty, snappy, snappy. Oh, and earlier in the chapter, uh, Harry had gotten an owl that morning from Hagrid saying, hey, come to tea at three. And Harry responded that he'd be there, but then he also invites Ron without checking with anybody or asking or anything. He's just like, yeah, Ron, come on, why not? You can come with me. And I think that that really demonstrates sort of Harry's immaturity level and just his general lack of manners in dealing with people. Because I don't know, if I invite you over, I'm inviting you over. I'm not inviting you and and your posse over. So, you know, at least say something before you do something like that. So yeah, you can definitely see it reflected in Harry that he's had sort of some social imbalances growing up and he doesn't quite know how to perform in a more polite way of society, if that makes sense. But while in Hagrid's, there is Fang the dog who is introduced and he does not like those kids at first, but I guess they grow on him. And then on Hagrid's table, Harry finds a clipping from the Daily Prophet, which is the news newspaper and it's on the Gringotts burglary for vault 713 and it's saying how it was robbed on July 31st but the vault had already been emptied earlier that day so they didn't get what they wanted and that's when Harry goes hey that's the day we were there that was my birthday which is strange to me because I 
could have sworn they said in chapter two or three or whatever it was that it was June when all the letters started pouring in and they had to go hide out in the little hut on the sea. Um, maybe it started in June and then carried over into July or maybe I just totally took that wrong. But the answer to Harry's birthday is July 31st. I have found it. Only 20, 30 years later than the rest of the internet, but I found it. And uh, my overall thoughts for this chapter, and again, I have seen the movies, so I kind of know where things are going for the most part. I know eventually there's going to be a divergence or there's going to be like details in here that are going to be way different than what's in the movies, but I, it's still, I don't know, I still have a sense of what's going on, so that might be taking some of the awe out of all of this. But uh, I, don't, I don't know, this wasn't a bad chapter. It wasn't one that I really struggled to read, but it's still felt like it was lacking in a lot of areas. Like they could have gone through and given us a little bit more description of each of the classes. It was all just very brief and quick for a chapter that's... How long is it? Yeah, it's only 11 pages. So to cover his whole first week of school in 11 pages, it's it's almost too brief. <laughs> Somebody with dyslexia should not say, oh, I didn't get to read enough. But I kind of feel that way. I don't really have a good sense of a lot of the teachers that don't have a really big presence in the movies. So hopefully they'll get more in depth on that though. But I'm almost halfway through the book after I get through chapter nine, which is called The Midnight Duel. Page-wise, I will be a little bit over halfway through the book. And it looks like we're going to jump through this year fast because I'm covering chapter 8 right now. Chapter 9 is happening. Then chapter 10 is called Halloween. So we've gone through a whole month in two chapters. But yeah, this chapter was pretty uh, cut and dry. Not a whole lot to pull out of it other than maybe some little tidbits with Hagrid and Snape. But I, I guess we'll see where it goes and we'll see where it's different from the movie. And let's see, is there a good question for this week to encourage our discussions. Ah, what do you think the smell was coming out of Professor Quirrell's turban? Do you think it was garlic or something different? And I'm well aware the answer might be later in the book, but just humor me. Anyways, thank you all for watching and we'll see you next time, family members. Professor McGarnagle. Professor M Professor McGarnagle. McGonagall. That's never how I said it. I always felt feel like I said McGarnagall or something. Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self, and I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, McGann, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the About tab on my channel page, and my most current P.O. Box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The Family. It's really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with the family and the fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out the fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word. People who watch to the end of videos like you helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video. We should recommend it to other people. So if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya. See you next time, family members. Bye.